Let's fucking get it. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's the Storm Podcast. We got an interview with my man, Kenny Black. I'm your host, Malcolm. I'm here with my boys. It's E, man. You already know what it is. What up, what up? How's it going, you two? What's good? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm pretty tired, not gonna lie. I've been... Like in the studio for the past like three days. That's fire though. Dang, uh, that's make crazy. sure you're talking to your mic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I know you be in the studio. I know you be telling people to talk into their mic <laughs> all day. <laughs> nah, that shit fire, bro. So what you been working on, man? How's how's life been? First off, tell the people who you are and where they can find you. Um, I'm Kenny Black. Um, I'm a producer out of Chicago. Um, you can find pretty much all my beat tapes on Spotify, Mancamp, Apple Music. Etc. Um, and yeah, that's right. Been making beat tapes and dropping an album next week ish. Yeah. So okay. First, how long have you been doing this for? Um, I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> making beats, like actually putting beats on a computer uh, and doing stuff with them. Not a long time. I would say probably three, four years, if that. Um, that is considered a long time. Yeah, for sure. Bro, people quit shit a lot now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And quickly, too. And yeah. quickly. People don't really hold shit down like that anymore. Like, without saying any names, think of how many rappers or producers or whoever who have started and then stopped. Oh, you're right. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, And I mean, some people just pick other stuff up, but the fact that you've stayed that consistent is amazing. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I think it's just something I kind of just obsessed over, and it has turned into a job, not necessarily a job where I'm gaining finances from it, but, like, it's just wild. Like, I go to my actual job, and then I come home and put in the same time right. and yeah. effort into And that's the job. important part is, and this is where I feel like a lot of people get lost. I know a lot of creators. I even have, you know, creative friends who kind of lose out on the aspect of putting that same amount of energy into your creations. Yes, jobs are fucking exhausted. We've all worked them. That nine to five shit sucks a lot of time, unless you like what you do. (laughs) But if you don't, it sucks. And it drains you to the point where a lot of times you feel like you have an excuse not to work as hard on the stuff that you really, really love, you know? So when you have the ability... To push yourself to do both, that's really a beautiful thing. And that's really where I feel like a lot of greatness is created. And you got to be able to push past your limits because with a job, you know you have the paycheck coming in. And you know there's security in that. There's not as much security in doing your own thing. So you you got to go hard, man. You got to go crazy. That's that's facts. Like um, I actually got into a big argument with my mom about this not too long ago. Uh, Cause she would like when I get a phone call while I'm recording or something, it really throws off like my train of thought. Right. Yeah. So I gave <laughs> I gave her this like suggestion. It was like, all right, I get off at three thirty, so you have from three thirty to five thirty to contact me. Do what you to do from five thirty right. to nine. Like my phone's on do not disturb, and she was like, I'm your mother. I should be able to talk to you whenever I want. I'm like, right. You don't call me when I'm at when I'm teaching. And that's <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. That's where a lot of people. Don't understand it. Mm. Because this is work. It really is. Right now, I'm sitting here and I'm podcasting. I'm sitting on a couch and I'm talking. Yes, I didn't have to punch in a time clock. I didn't have to, you know, like whatever. But this is still work. And a lot of people 
miss out on that. That's a lot of things that like I don't have a nine to five job, but I come to the studio and I work hard as fuck all day every day. I suppose my mom or my friends or whoever a lot of times think, "Hey Malcolm, can you do this for me?" Because they think <laughs> you don't have a set schedule. Yeah, but because that it. It's almost more important for me to do this shit because I don't have a set schedule. Because it, it is more important. I don't. I don't know that there's going to be a paycheck at the end of this yeah, week. Like yeah. I sure hope there is, but yeah. you don't know that. Yeah, that was a blessing about moving out of my parents' house. Was just like because I went from, I mean, outside of having my own studio, I was making beats in my bedroom, right? A lot of the times, so or you know, just on their own schedule, just like. Hey, can you come help me with this? Like in the middle of me making Hell a yeah. That just I can't stand that. It's the worst shit ever, and that's why uh it's a blessing that we have the studio where I can come and I can do shit here. We can record the podcast here, stream here, whatever. Cause parents don't be understanding. No, they don't they, they don't. don't get it. We used to rent a studio from a guy who had a studio and we used to rent out his space. Mm. Bro, that shit was ass. Really? Bro. We was p- literally in the middle of a podcast. His kids running in that bitch, like oh, wow. trying to play That's around. We're like, "Yo, no, no, we no. are recording a podcast right now." <laughs> Niggas coming in to talk to us and shit. I'm like, "Do y'all not see these cameras rolling? You don't see the lights, the mics, nigga. Like, oh you can't just come in here and stop me in the middle of my shit." I remember this one time I was doing a show. It was like one of my first shows. It was like a house party. And, like, I'm literally going through my set. And I got, I understood it was, like, very, like, up close and personal. But this dude, like, I was trying to be as professional about it as I could. Right. This dude, like, comes up and, like, starts having a whole conversation with me while I'm in the Man. set. Like, comes around my table. Like, yo, yo, yo. I'm like, That's wild. Bro. I was like, get away from me. Right. <laughs> Niggas don't be understanding. Like, bro, like, I, I feel you. Like, I, I want to talk to you. But I'm in the middle of some shit right now. Like, like you know, I was in the middle of playing a yeah. whole set. But, that yeah. shit is wild. People don't be people don't be understanding that because to them, podcasting like they're on the other side of it. So podcasting is entertainment. Music is entertainment. Streaming video games is entertainment. So they don't really process it as a job because they only have ever been a part of music in an entertainment standpoint. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Because, like, when you're in production, there's a lot of stuff that goes into production. And even the most simple things, like, don't talk to me while I'm in the middle of doing something. Right. They don't understand. And that's crazy to me. Yeah, no, nah, that shit is wild, bro. That shit is wild. No, nah, there, I mean, alongside with that, just, like, there has been, like, a lack of respect for maybe even, I don't know if you guys have had this, but these for producers there's like a lack of respect for like producers and like what they do and their craft either being a producer or a beat maker um like uh i feel like being a producer is a, can be a disposable job mm-hmm. you know it's like who can't get a beat from anywhere you just go on youtube and dub the beat off of youtube rip like, that yeah you know, you know maybe they don't need me right um that's why i've like tried to frame my entire process right now is like the the albums I drop or I'm dropping are under my name right. on the cover for a reason because uh, I want to be looked at as an artist. I want right. to be looked at as like just a guy you can get beats from. I want that too, but right, it's just uh, there's more to at least with my beats. There's more to it than just a uh, thing that you can talk over. And nowadays, 
the producers who are the most successful are successful because of their individual image, too. If you look at the top hip-hop producers, you know them for their face and also their personality just as much as their beats, the Kenny Beats, the Hit Boys, the fucking Metro Boomin'. Mm-hmm. We know these them as people, DJ Khaled. Right. <laughs> these are people in social media personalities outside of only being beat makers. I feel like in the past, it was... Here, take this beat. I'm gonna rap over it. Niggas ain't really gonna yeah. know shit else about you. But nowadays, there's kind of that lens that can give beat makers the ability to also be in the spotlight for their beats. Yeah, and you know it's a it's a weird thing working with rappers because uh, they come in the studio. They want to you like rep through beats. You go through all your your categories or whatever, and right. Like I don't know. It's just like this like weird dynamic rappers have like all right i'm gonna come here do my thing not give you any money spend here <laughs> five hours five hours recording songs that aren't even yours right and then it's like all right i i my whole thing and i have this conversation with majority of guys that have, that have been in my studio it was like there is a process that goes with this and i don't really work unless we're both getting something out of it. Right. Like, I don't really necessarily need money for my beats, but I do a thing where it's like, all right, for every verse you write, I'll give you two beats. Right. So, like, we'll work, we'll do three songs. How a session will go with me usually is like, we'll do three songs. Mm-hmm. Two of those songs are whatever you want for your project, your album, whatever, and then one song is something that I'm going to keep. Right. And that's kind of how I think that's a good way to do built it. Built up. I this is a lesson that I've been learning um, a lot recently. <laughs> I've learned it from two of my close friends and people that kind of model my business off of. Um, my boy Lee Juasso, he owns uh, Juasso Graphics, and my homie Cafaro, he's a photographer. And one thing that I've learned from them is bartering is a really good thing, and it can help people a lot. We as a society use money. As an exchange of value when we don't have anything else mm-hmm. to offer. So to Jewel Osco, I don't have shit to offer Jewel <laughs> Osco, but this $20 for these groceries. Yeah. But in a lot of creative standpoints, I do have things I can offer that might even be more valuable than my money from somebody else. You know, just like you're saying, I'll give you this beat. You don't have to pay me because you might have something more valuable. Yeah. I'll give you this session. You might have something that I might have some more valuable to pay you for this. And bartering for creatives is a really good way to get your shit off of the ground. Because if you have value and you can add value to someone else, you might not always have money. A lot right. of us creatives are broke as shit. I <laughs> am broke as shit. Yeah. I don't have money for a lot of things. But... I'm doing my best to build myself into something that can add value into somebody else's business or can help them do something else. So I don't have to always exchange money for services. Yeah. Right. And it's really, you know, it wasn't like I just got the crib. It was like, come to my studio, start paying me money. I didn't go, mind you, I didn't go to college to be a producer. I went to college to be a teacher. Right. Um, This was a hobby that turned into something like I felt I was getting really good at. But even with that, I had a before I got my house, I had um a studio I was renting out in Oak Park. I was spending three hundred, three hundred and fifty dollars a month on rent, 
buying equipment I'm not going to use. Like, I don't need microphones. I make beats. Right. I don't need microphones. I don't need um, just certain equipment that I needed for that suit. I bought all that stuff. Right. Uh, for other people. Facts. And that summer, I barely had people rapping on my stuff. I was recording other people's music. But the benefit was that I was just building fantastic relationships with people. Facts. Like, and if you look at the album, all these guys that are on there were guys that I was previously recording. Right. And didn't have to pay. <laughs> and that's important. Much. No, but that's there, important. There, I think there was one or two features on there because I was fans of, like, a couple guys on there. Right. Um, I was like a fan, and I reached out to them. You know, when you that's awesome. when you when you reach out to guys too for a feature, it's like guys need to eat. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, no, nah, that's always, awesome. When I send out the the email or whatever, however I send the beats, I was always like, leave your leave your rate or whatever if you have one. Right. That's and raw. Some guys respect that enough, and they're like, I just want to do it. That's cool as fuck. Nah, that's dope as fuck. I'm gonna ask you a question. Might trip you up a little bit, but but yeah. let's get into it. Who are the top three rappers on your tape? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! My favorite. I want to know these dudes are my friends. I want to. That's cool though. That's cool. All right. See, that's a, see, that's okay. That's, I, see, as a podcaster, I gotta answer these oh, questions. Yeah. No, 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 I don't think anybody <laughs> get mad. They, these guys probably already know who they are. Um, but before I answer that, it's such. <laughs> it's such a. I, I was talking about this today. Everybody's like, "Who's better, Drake or Tyler? Who's better, Tyler or Kendrick?" It's like. That's such a vague question to me. No facts. Because yeah. it's like, like I, I, I got guys who can who are better, who have better bars than each other. But like I know there are guys who have better flow. There's guys who are more more known than each other than certain people. Yeah, not objectively. I'm asking like you specifically. So my my yeah, top. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Damn. That's gonna be even <laughs> harder because I'm. Like, that, that's why it's fun. <laughs> Do you know how many times I got to talk about my friend's music on the podcast and I'd be like, yeah. and, and I keep it a stack. Like, you got to be real. Too. If yeah. my homie drops some whack shit, it hurts. Oh, but got, I got to come on the mic you, and be like, hey, I wasn't really fucking with that song. Oh, no, it's definitely been like that. We there's plenty of times like I've had sessions with guys like eh, that's not really work. We got to come back right that again. But um, for me personally, right. This is not in order, <laughs> but these are the top three for me. One, Joshua Virtue, uh, because I started listening to his music like at the time where I started making beats, uh-huh. and that was somebody I never really thought I'd work with. That was somebody who I was a fan of. Like I was buying his music and obsessing over it. Like, that's I was that's listening awesome. to him. Like, that's so cool. To, like, that's where I was fucked up. Right. So when I reached out to him. It was a shock that he responded. And he was like, yo, bro, this stuff is sick. Let's do it. That's so um, fucking cool. I think I had another connection with him, too. A girl that we graduated, I graduated with, Frances Farley. She's like his manager or whatever. Oh, that's dope. Um, so she kind of got me that. That was that was real nice. That's a dope. Um, two. Seven. Um, Gabe. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. It's it's wild with him because every time we get together, like me and him have so much stuff in the vault. Like I can't wait for people to hear the stuff. We That's have. awesome. That's a fucking great feeling. Mm-hmm. And every time he comes, every time he raps, he's just like he never. 
it's just something different every time he raps. Every it's like he sounds like one person here, he sounds like this person here, but it's always seven. Like his flow, like the the one joint I have him on full court pressure. I've never heard him rap out of the pocket before. Right. You know, like yeah. rappers rap off. Yeah. Beat. Yeah. yeah. And he was just like, I just want to try doing this, and he did it. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. You've never rap. I've never heard you rap like this out of the. That's fucking fire. The That's amount so of talented. S- sessions i've been with him and versatility is so important yeah it's extremely important and that's why i like working with him so much because whatever beat i give him he and with working with him in the studio is great too because when you when you get with seven it's you're gonna get stuff done you're, right it's not gonna yeah. be a session where like you're not getting anything done seven will literally like hear a beat and then just start writing to it that's right as, as he's going which not a lot of guys can do. Some guys can That's do big, that. Right. Um, but not a lot of guys can um, just hear the beat, start writing to it, and then they get on the mic 30 minutes later, and it's, like, just poetry. Right. Like, That's raw. So I I really appreciate his worth ethic, and he's just a great friend, great guy. Um. All right. Uh, <laughs> That's all right, all right, part. all right. It's, it's no disrespect. This is just this album. <laughs> all right, Garrett Noy. He's mm. on track two with my my homie Koi Fish. So it's called Victory Lap. That's a great That's name, awesome by the way. Yeah. Koi Fish like, is yeah. fucking raw. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is an awesome name. Yeah, me and Koi actually we, uh, went to college with each other. First time I met him was at like a house party, and I was definitely off the juice. But he uh, <laughs> like. You really try to rap and freestyle? Bro, hell <laughs> yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Right? So, music, I was DJing the party or whatever, and I play a beat. And is your beat? Nah, this oh, is okay. before. This is like probably like my freshman, sophomore year of college or something like that. Word. Um, so, I get there, and I see him. He, I hadn't met him before, and I was like, yo, you want to come rap? Right. He was like, bet. So, I start doing, I'm, I don't know how to rap, right? So, right. I just say whatever. And everybody around us, like, it's a free, like, it's a battle. So I do my thing. Okay. Right? And then he go, and I'm like, oh, shit, this dude actually like, knows how like to rap. this nigga's a rapper. <laughs> He's like, He's a, this is, a, you were an actual rapper. I just, I was just trying to play around. Right. Um, But, yeah, so Koi's a good dude. But Garrett, Garrett is actually, I have never met before. Uh, I haven't Damn. even met Garrett before. That's uh, cool. He's actually coming into Chicago next week. Uh, That's awesome. I like my internet connections. I have a lot of friends who I've never met in person. Really? But we're actually cool as fuck just from meeting on fucking social media or through a mutual friend or whatever. It's been cool. I've gotten to meet a couple of those people in the recent months just like traveling and shit. Yeah. But that's that that's cool. I like I think it's so cool that we're able to do that nowadays. Oh, yeah. it's it well, I knew uh, his his he's a friend of one of my close friends. Right. They went to college with each other, and I re- he sent me his Instagram months back, probably like last year, uh, before mm-hmm. New Year sometime. Right. And I just had it sitting in my inbox. I never actually checked out his stuff. Right. Yeah. And then Garrett DM'd me his album. He dropped, like, I think in February or March. Okay. And mind you, I've been sleeping on it for months. I hadn't opened up the <laughs> stuff. He sent right. me his album. I listened to two tracks. <laughs> I DM'd him like, yo, bro, what's your number? <laughs> hey, this so wait heat. a second, bro. Hold on, I'm yeah. tweaking. <laughs> no, I, like, I should have done this months ago. Um, so, yeah, I hit up, I 
got in contact with him, sent him the beat, and that's wrong. Blown that's away. Awesome. He that's has like he's from Charlotte, I believe. Um, and he just like I'm always looking for just someone who doesn't care about what they say uh, to a certain extent, and I'm just I like gritty, nasty bars on my beats, and he was just that person. Perfect. That's, just, that's fire. Just talking shit on the beat. Uh, blew me away. You guys got to check him out too. Like, I'm gonna check that will, shit out for sure. He, I, I listened to. I didn't get a chance to get all the way through it, but I listened to your tape. Mm-hmm. And he, wait, he was on track two. Yeah, yeah. Then I definitely heard it. Mm-hmm. I was fucking with the tape. The yeah. shit was. I didn't get a chance to finish it, but I'm gonna yeah. definitely finish appreciate it. it. Appreciate that it. That's your fire. I'm gonna leak your shit. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't be the worst thing. Um, <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun making it. It was uh, a process, very stressful, trying to get everything out, but. I'm just glad it's done. How long did it take you to do? Uh, well, I'll say like with the first track on there, Gabe's track, or seven. I gotta start. I got. It's all. I gotta Bro, start. It's by so the hard to call yeah. some of my creative homies by their name, right? Because nigga, I've known you since yeah, we I was. Know. You I know, know. I've known you since high school, so I'll be calling right. you by your actual name. But like everybody calls me Kendall. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows me as Kendall, but right. I'm like, yo, my name is Kenny now. Can you yeah, right. I mean, I feel like that happens. That I mean, like even you, you still call me Emmanuel, and well, it's not you're like you're my fucking brother. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> when I'm on camera, I'll be wanting you to call me E man. Yeah, I, I it makes feel sense. that, but I've known you longer than you've known you, and, nigga. I, like, and that's why it totally makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, so like, yeah, I know, but when it's a, when we're like around friends, like. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like in a group setting, my my homies know to call me Kenny, but if it's just us two or something, they call me Kendo. I feel yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I got a homie. Uh, he goes by the name of Ouchie. He's also a producer. I I, I can link y'all up. Okay. But he, I be calling him Nick all the time because that's okay. his name. Yeah. But Ouchie is his, you know, creating creator name. When I started my job, I introduced myself as Kenny to everybody. That's awesome. Um, but then I had a friend, a very close friend of mine, who started working at the job with me. So uh-huh. he started calling me Kendall. Ah, uh, yeah. I was like, "Who the hell is Kendall?" I'm like, "Well, mm. it's my real name." But I prefer. I Kendall. think it's cool to be able to introduce yourself as you know. Yeah, it was nice. I got a whole like this is my first <laughs> yeah. job too. I'm a I teach tenth grade. That's so awesome. Um, I know uh, it's probably tough, but I know it's got to oh, be. It's been a year. It's been yeah. a, it's been a year. Do you uh, teach like a specific subject? Yeah, I teach history and English. Um, so tenth grade. That's fire. Yeah, That's it's been up. it's been a rough year, but it's also been a very humbling and fun year at the same time. Because, That's so cool. My girlfriend, know. she's a teacher too. Yeah. She just went through her first year of teaching. Um, <clears throat> she teaches sixth grade special ed, mm-hmm. but. That shit is fucking exhausting. Oh, like, like I know what you be going through. Are... I'm not a teacher, but I know what you're going through through her, you know? Sped teachers are something else. Bro. They are the most enthusiastic, wonderful people yeah. ever. I do not have the patience. I barely got the patience for my kids. So. <laughs> Bro, and she teaches Sped at, um, like, a CPS school, which yeah. for those listeners who don't know, uh, Chicago Public Schools... Not the best schooling system in the world. No. Um, and she teaches in the hood. Yeah. And they be having fights. Kids be getting stabbed with pencils and yeah. shit, giving each oh other perks. And, yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. It's middle and, school, y'all, too. You know, and she's, yeah, bro, sixth grade. Like, yeah. she teaches That's sixth wild. grade. And that shit is fucking wild. Like, there was a gang of fifth graders who would just go jump kindergartners. 
That's kindergarten, bro. <laughs> insanity. Kindergarten. God damn. Kindergarten is good. I'm like, what they doing to them? Like, what do they have that they need? <laughs> fifth grade and fifth grade gang banging, just like, hey, damn. get that nigga and just, session. bro. They made the art teacher uh, quit. The kids worked his ass. They jumped him. They jumped the art teacher. Bro, he needed to quit. How you get whipped by some sixth graders? Bruh, they be, Bruh, if it's a be big sometimes. That's though. true. I know some of your students be kind of big. Uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I got this one kid. I'm not going to say his name, but if we got into it, I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know <laughs> who's coming out. <laughs> I would, I, no, I wouldn't know. I can't let no high school with my ass. But Well, he got jumped by a group of them, so... <laughs> Yeah, his that's ass how you quit. gotta be nice to these kids. That's... Apparently, he got jumped because he was talking. Like, apparently, they were wilding out. And he was like, "Hey, y'all better shut the fuck up before oh. we get down." And they was like, "All right, let's do it." Then, and then they jumped his ass. See, you can't be threatening kids. I don't think I have any kids. Like, I mean, if I I don't push kids too much, right? Like, yeah. I don't. You you just gotta know what battles you gotta fight. I definitely I like if a kid gets disrespectful, I don't really like to get in their face too much. But right, you you can always let kids know like you are. Fucking up right now, and you will not talk to me like that. Right? Ever. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very blunt teacher, but at the same time, I'm very. I try to be very lighthearted. I try to be funny. Are you the fun teacher? The funny or fun teacher? Fun teacher. Keep it a stack. If you're not, you can tell us. Um, I don't know what fun means, but uh, do the kids fuck with you? Oh yeah. Are you 100%. one of the favorites? I would think so. I got an award this year for some. I forgot what it was. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that the kids vote on. That's right. I forgot what it was. I think it was like, so they do like uh, like categories. It was like the teacher that has like something. But I guess mine was like the teacher that has the most identity or something like that. And it's all the students That's in the 10th cool. grade vote on it. And I was like, damn, I better get one. I've been nice to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting mad. Not getting, I'm kidding. No, nah, that shit cool. raw. That's cool as fuck, bro. It was, it was It was cool. That's awesome. That's something that you really, like, are passionate about? Uh, teaching or? Yeah. Oh, teaching. I mean, yeah. I, I left high school knowing I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, I never really appreciated. I appreciate the education I received coming from OPRF. I, right. Definitely could have taken more advantage of it, but what I got out of it was incredible. Uh, for sure. Would not take back my high school experience for anything. But at the same time, didn't really appreciate the treatment I got from teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of random microaggressions, random Yeah. little... I wouldn't say, like, I was uncomfortable there but there were definitely times like i had to like check teachers on like how to speak to me or like for check sure. teachers on how to like speak to other black kids and i remember this is a memory i don't know if you remember it um we had math together Prichowski, with, yeah. i could not remember the nigga's name i know <laughs> but yeah bronum uh do you remember when he gave you that book about the black guy i don't even remember what the book was uh, but it was some random book about a black guy and he was like i think you'd really enjoy this was that Pertowski or is that Paul Noble? Nah, nah. It was it was definitely our math teacher. It was the old math teacher. I'm pretty sure his name was whatever okay, the fuck Pertowski. you said. I mean, put, I mean I, I've had plenty of white teachers give me a book yeah. about him. Yeah, <laughs> but that nigga was like, yo, I, I remember because I was sitting there and you came back. We, we sat next to each other. You came back. He was like, yo, this book don't got shit to do with my life. Because he, like, he was like, yo, I think this book kind of like. He, really? He was like, I think I think you'd resonate with it. And hey, you was like, read the cover, and you was I, like, this ain't got yeah. shit to do with me, nigga. Yeah, like, was definitely a little weird. Like, for, he was the weirdest dude ever. Facts. He would not help motherfuckers with their work. Bro, that nigga was the worst. But I will say, we were beefing the whole year. Like, we like, <laughs> were buttonheads. He was cool sometimes, but I really did not like him. It was the last <laughs> day of school, my senior year. I wanted to, like, 
run through the hallways when the bell rang. I remember that. Yeah, I was the there. Speaker. Yeah. He let me hide the speaker in this room because I didn't know where to put it. Yeah, He's I remember. Like, no, keep yeah. it in here. You keep it here all day. I was like, all right. You cool, I guess. That's how you go into <laughs> your last day. Yeah. You cool, yeah. I guess. But Shout yeah. out to bro, man. I remember that's, that's how we met was both in that math class yeah. trying not to fail. And now we both in the creator Jeez, game trying dude. not to fail. <laughs> <laughs> His class was so hard. Bro, his shit, bro, I, nothing. I got put into his math class because I was in a higher math class. Yes. And they took me out of that. I, no, I was like, I went to my teacher and I was like, yo, <laughs> this, this shit Bro, you feel me? <laughs> I gotta go. I was like, yo, she assigns a stupid amount of homework. Fuck this. I was like, yo, can you <laughs> move me down? Move me down to another class. This nigga assigned even more homework. <laughs> oh I was God, like, damn, bro. I should have stayed with the other class. You know, they had a yo. meeting about that. They was like, hey. Give them all these packets. Like, Yo, get this nigga. <laughs> what, what's crazy about our high school and the high school I teach at now? When I'm and I, actually, because I've done a lot of work at OPRF currently, right? Um, and I, my roommate actually was a sub at OPRF the entire year. That's dope. That's dope. Um, but I might get some heat for saying this, but oh, <laughs> students are just not. I feel like a lot of students are not at the same caliber of learning that where we were in high school. Oh, for sure. That's Just because, like, especially because of the pandemic, students have had to rely on just using technology to for sure. learn things. Hell yeah. And they had a whole year of just, like, trying to BS their way through whatever year it was in high school. And they're so used to it now. Like, I have students um, who think it's like normal to just like start watching a netflix show in the, <laughs> in middle, the middle of class, class. Yeah. yeah like i get it because at home last year they were doing that they were like yeah. right you were doing i was i definitely was not <laughs> with doing my class 100 percent of the time for I was sure making beats while i was online teaching yeah. right because i could um but like I know I can't make beats in class now. Even though I right. want to, sometimes I'm like, damn, I got this like 20 minutes off. I could miss it. <laughs> Let's I, get it, yeah. I don't want to. I, I, I don't do it. it. Just kids don't understand that like there's a time and place for everything. Like Phones right now are just the worst. It, it's, it was, it's, a, it's a pandemic. <laughs> but it's so easy to get it. answers on online. <laughs> like That yeah, was my right. main thing yeah. in class. Because it was like, I could do this Especially in, like, math, where I didn't think it was going to be viable later yeah. in my life. Mm -hmm. It was like, I could look this up and get an A, or try my hardest and probably get a C. Yeah. I'm going to just get the A. Mm -hmm. Like, it yeah. was just the... the yeah, I mean, but some kids don't think like that. Like, And these kids are not... I mean, it'd be different if you were utilizing your phone to yeah, like, do what I don't you needed like, to do. These kids are like... Netflix like, and stuff is wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I wasn't one of, of those kids. Like, kids, like, just... In the middle of class, just start doing TikToks and stuff. Like yeah, in not, the middle not one of, of those class, kids. Like, yeah. that's wild. Or just like just start watching stuff while I'm teaching. And right, I thought, and I, you know, it, environment plays a role. Every environment is different wherever you go. But for sure, the students I have, they're the students that I have now are pretty reflective to the students that are at OPRF. Right, and I teach. I teach. I don't teach at a CPS school. I teach at a charter in Chicago. Right. Um, so it's not like uh, an inner city school thing, a CPS thing. It's like just the class of students that are yeah. in school right now. And I'm worried about these motherfuckers when they get an actual job. <laughs> they kinda, like they want to like, argue with you about like having their phone out. They think like, like when we were in high school, like there was just, like, for me it was just like, 
the teacher told you to put your phone away, you would do it or you just wouldn't. Put, yeah. Right. Right? Now it's like, it's just like, no, I'm not going to put my phone away. I will put my phone away when I'm done texting my friend or when I'm done watching this TikTok. Right. And they think that's okay. Right. Like, yeah. it's like, I even got like the... <laughs> Like the nicest kids that are like the good, like, like no, I wouldn't say good kids. The, quote unquote. I don't have any good kids. <laughs> 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 Above average. No, no, no. Um, but even like the most stellar kids academically right. still have this like, they don't have discipline with their phone. Right. At all. And it just takes away from the learning. Like I get, like you should be able to utilize your phone to guide you through class, which is fine. Like I got kids that need to. Um, like, I don't mind if you need to listen to music while class is going on or if you want to look up a word or something, but it's just a time and a place. You can't be doing right. both. And you're not learning. And it, I get as wild, though, too. It's like, what is the purpose of this? Sometimes I do get it. Like, why, you know, but my thing is, like, you're given a job, you're given a task, and even though maybe it doesn't make sense right now, you, like... It's worse if you don't do it. Right. It's worse for you if you don't do it right now. Um, and I don't know. I don't think kids should have to rely on education, but the students I teach, it's just, a, it doesn't really feel feasible or it doesn't give me a lot of confidence to just send them off in the world yeah. without even giving them a chance to go to college or giving them some type of plan after high school. It's like... Right. It's always good to have a backup plan. 100%. Like, facts. It's 100%. not going to hurt. It really isn't. And I, I get it. It's like... Because some people... Like, uh, sometimes I, want, I don't want to quit my job ever, but I'm at work sometimes. I'm like, damn, I could be at the, at the in the studio right now. Right. Yeah. And it's like, where's my focus at? Is it... Am I really dedicated to this? But it's I gotta... I do have to make money. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Um, and maybe maybe it is a confidence thing. Maybe I don't believe in myself enough to quit my job and just focus one hundred percent on beats. But it's not like security is a yeah. bad thing, though. No, like right. if you need it, then mm. like take it. It's there. Yeah. You might as well just right. get the extra money. And I right, I started uh, a recording studio club at the school too. That's awesome. So like, I found a way. That's dope, that's dope as fuck. Nah, Find a way. That's awesome, bro. That that is super fire. Yeah, I, that has been the most one of the most rewarding parts this year was just, man. Ooh, I I got so many kids that just make great stuff. Like, I remember this one time, um, one of my favorite students. He was just showing me his music. We was like, the whole class was just shaking their head to it. Everybody Vibing, was like, yeah. see? and I'm like, man, who? Like, cause I'm a sample producer. So I'm like, who, who'd you sample for that? He was right. like, I made that from scratch. I'm, I was like, get out of my classroom. Right That's now. fire. That's wrong. Right. That's like, they're fire. They're so incredible. These, they they make really good stuff. We had they they listen really to your stuff time. too. Yeah, I that's mean, awesome. I I give it to them. There, there's like a line with certain things. I give them all oh, my music. It's sure. just like social media and stuff. I don't have anything bad up. It's just right. Yeah, there's a line. You know, yeah. yeah, one thousand percent. Because. Yeah, certain things just shouldn't cross over, like, no. especially when you're in a position like a teacher, yeah. you know? Like, it would be different if you were, I don't know, I, I couldn't like a volunteer a good example. there or something. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, an yeah. actual, like, teacher, that type of stuff, you know, there's that line. It's very, I, I, the more I teach, the more I build great connections with these kids, and you hear the stories and the things that they go through, it's, it's, it, it, Makes you really appreciate where you come from. 
True shit. But at the same time, there still is like a, it's still like the teacher student relationship. Because I mean, I got kids. I want. I was that kid. I like how many swear words can you get off with this one teacher? <laughs> yeah. What can you say? Kids want to push the button all the time. But right. Um, I, I I love them all. Really, that's Genuinely, awesome. I, I love even the ones that give me the the roughest time. Really appreciate them being there. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, you are a producer, yeah, but you're also an engineer and recording engineer. No, we need to. F- no, that's another thing. You're I'm not. not. <laughs> I'm not. You're not. I know how to do this you're shit, not. but I'm not. I <laughs> oh, tell people shit. this all the time. Okay, okay. I tell people this all the time. I, I work with a girl right now named Anama. Um, <laughs> I, I I would I would tell people like, yo, this is not what I do. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> I don't. Because people want to come to the studio and they want to have bring other beats and record. Cause it's, oh, you know, okay, yeah. Which is like, it makes sense. Right. It's not like, I got a fee for it, though. I'll do it. I know how to do it right. pretty well. I got a guy that I can send your stuff off to get it mixed and mastered the the, yeah. the right way. But um, as far as, because some guys will be like, yo, can you... Uh, can you mix that for me and send it back? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't do that. I I will have you come in, record on my stuff, give you the stems if you want them, or you can pay me to uh, get it mixed and mastered for you through another source. But I am not an engineer by any means. Word, uh, I, okay. I think maybe by definition I am just because it's what I do. Like I bring guys in my studio, I record them, I get the mix to where it needs to be for whatever and then they do whatever they want with it after that right like, uh, I am not an engineer I am a producer beat maker damn you fucked uh, up my next question uh, what was the next question I, I, I was gonna ask what are some things that you want artists to understand oh, before they come in your booth we still talk about that okay alright let's hear that talk about let's that. hear that um, well first off I and this is stuff I had to learn too because communication is everything when it comes to this like for sure I, i've i've definitely messed up a lot of times like having this like um expectation like oh these guys are gonna come rap on my beats right and they have the expectation like i'm giving them beats right because I mean, it, it makes sense like if someone yeah. if you if i invite someone to my studio i don't really expect them to pay right right i i invited you here um now when you hit me up that's it's a different like, game. I expect some type of compensation, but at the same time, it's not necessarily like you got to pay me right. or you got to do this and this and that. Like I had the, like I said before, the whole I give you a beat for two the verses or yeah. two, right. Um, so I, I that's whoever I work with too. I'm not good about communicating over text either. I, mm-hmm. I I try to get like a just a phone call in before you come in, like hey. Mind you, like I'm working from my house too, so it's like, hey, we're gonna be at my house. Uh, this is my studio. Um, what are we using these beats for? Because usually they know the beats. Right. Or if I just invite you over, it's like I want you to come kick it. Scroll through. I can go through like a hundred different beats, and then right. if you fuck with it, you fuck with it. If you don't, we go about our day. And sometimes, right. a lot of times, um, not a lot of times, but the first time you link up with an artist, it's really just. At least for me, it's just been like kicking it, trying to figure out what you can do, um, right? Yeah, or what works well. And there's been times where I've had to make a beat. It we was didn't work with that one particular person. They come back, or I spend more time listening to their catalog, and I can figure it out, right? Um, but my I think my circle's expanding. 
but it's still pretty tight knit. It's still pretty. Uh, I was surprised to get the features I have on this album, but right. it's still pretty. I, I still have a connect, a pretty decent connection with everybody on there. That's pretty That's awesome, bro. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah. Um, what is the most? Uh, let's see. Maybe outlandish isn't the word. But what style of beat was the most um, different from what you normally make for an artist? You was out there making some opera beats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you mean on this album or just... Or in just general? in general. Like, what? how far have you strayed from your, your comfort zone? Oh, I mean, I've tried... Last summer, I was trying to make... Uh, I was making pop shit because i was work. henry makes a lot of pop stuff so i was i was just trying to mess around and see what like right like, i was making like beats for like a not i wasn't making it for this person but i was trying to like emulate like beats like for like someone like adele that's dope or or i really like making r&b that's cool like that honestly i like it just as much as making boom bap right stuff. um and you would say that's your comfort zone no, my comfort zone is definitely boom bap. Boom bap. Okay, yeah, my, my comfort zone is definitely boom bap and digging for records. Um, That's awesome. And finding loops through that, but I guess getting out of my comfort zone. But I still think I'm kind of good at it. It's just making R and B records because I love soul. I love keeping the pocket open on my beats so people can put as many words and phrases and different shit in between the kick and the snare. And That's cool as fuck. Yeah. My homie, uh, Ouchie, he's a producer. Um, his bag was more so like melodic uh, rap trap type of yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. And I hit his line one day and I was like, hey, bro, I, I'm not an artist, but there used to be a studio in this room right behind us. Yeah. And I recorded some music and I was like, hey, bro, you think you can make me like like a punk beat? Like, a, <laughs> hey, Bro, he sent that bitch back in like the next hour and a half. Oh, that's indecent. Fucking that's fire, bro. And he was like, I ain't never done this shit before, but let's try it. See, that's the best part when, like, someone pushes you, like, someone says, can you do this for me? You're like, I would have done it, but I can try it. Right, like, let's, yeah. let's give it a shot. Fire. That's such fire. a good feeling when you make some dope shit on accident, yeah. bro. You know how many podcasts or YouTube videos or whatever we've been sitting around and we like, hey, maybe let's, let's Let's try this. Mm-hmm. Well, we ain't never done it before, but yeah. let's give it a shot. And it's like, what the fuck? This shit is heat. Niggas yeah. fuck with this shit. So that, that's yeah. the thing about sampling is like the first. So my first beat tape, first impressions, uh, was like my first impression to music that I was giving to people. Right. And what's crazy about that album is like I was sampling everything. I was sampling jazz. I was sampling rock. I was sampling soul, reggae. Like I was just trying to. I was saying, oh, I was like finding like old Japanese soul records. That's lit. That's what's up. Um, That's lit. Uh, and it's just like what, what was weird about about sampling too is like, damn, you have a genre of music, but you have different countries, different yeah, different ty- like like uh Latin soul, uh Polish soul, That's Russian soul. I was like, God damn, there's so many like Right. Yeah. Right? So with that first beat tape, it was like I was just sampling everything I wanted to. I For didn't sure. care what cool, it was, though. I was just sampling it. So I feel like that was like the most versatile of beats. It's just, and then these last two beat tapes, I feel like I was getting more in my bag, like finding like my sound. Right. So yeah. the beats are more consistent on the on the last two beat tapes because it's just, I've always wanted to make boom bap. I've always wanted to like make beats for 
like 90s rappers like Wu-Tang and shit right. like that. Um, but in that first album, it was just a lot of experimenting. Like a lot of those beats aren't even boom bap beats. That's what Some are, a lot of them are, but... That's what do you I think spoke. is like uh, inspiration for a lot of your music? Um, that's stale ass question. No, I'm playing. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's I don't know if you saw that Tyler interview. That's why I said oh, it. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. No, no. That's, I, I know what you mean. Y'all know I'm talking about that Tyler Creator interview? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like this question because, for one, I'm definitely inspired majority of the time by my friends. Uh, like, I. When they come in the studio, it puts me in a different mindset because it's, it's like healthy competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Right? I don't want to make anything that isn't underwhelming. I always want to make something that it, that a rapper needs to come back to, which has been successful. Right. But it's also, it kind of sucks because... I'll make a beat, a rapper here will be like, damn, I need a day or two to write to this. Right. And, yeah. And you like, ah, this yeah, shit's so raw. I, I, I want to hear know. it right now. I know. So I, beats, beats for me, it's a process a lot. I can't, a lot of times you can't get one session in and, and just get stuff done. You got to, a lot of times it takes, it takes some time to get one song done, uh, which I don't mind. Right. Yeah. That's fire, bro. Um, but I guess, um, I mean, right now, I guess <laughs> inspiration is is wild for me because, like, I might be listening to one guy this month and then next month I'm listening to somebody totally different. Facts. Yeah. I'll be on the same shit. Um, so I go through phases, but right now there's these guys, uh, DiBiase. Have you guys ever heard of him? That sounds, that sounds familiar. very familiar. Yeah, yeah, he's this beat maker in Sacramento. Um, and, like, I try to... I wouldn't say emulate, but I listen to a lot of his stuff before I start making beats. It just really gets me in this like mindset of like that's where where I want to keep my the pocket at, and he just makes incredible stuff. Who has what? What are some of his biggest songs? That sounds mad familiar. I feel like I would know. I don't even know if he (sighs) does he collab with anybody that I would know. That sounds. I don't think he collab with anybody that she would know though. It's all this is all like super underground. But I I I hate saying that, but that shit sounds familiar. So DBI um. My favorite Tate with him was this dude named um, Raz Fresco. He's super underground, too. I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, these are all like... Raz raps out of Montreal or some shit. Damn. But, yeah. That shit... Um, that's just I feel so like familiar. that's just a, a word. <laughs> like that oh, you maybe. Is that, is that a word? Is that, does like that mean DiBiase something? is what? a word. Like DiBiase? Might be. Maybe that's why. That's yeah, it. Whatever like, it is, it sounds, it sounds so familiar. familiar. But I'm like, I don't think I would know him. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like something you've heard before. But he's a very underground... Like, I feel like, like as a beat maker, you would know who DiBiase is. Like everybody, out of everybody, like, I think there's a lot of people that don't. But he's he's to me, he's like one of the goats in beat making and producing. That's, um, that's Ross fuck. Mad Lib, I feel like that's just a given. Right. Yeah. Um, he's incredible. I feel like. Uh, my thing is like I'm too picky about sounds. Like I, when I hear something I don't like, I don't use it, right. which I need yeah. to stop doing. Uh, just using just whatever. Uh, I feel like someone like Madlib, he knows how to turn the most simplest loops into incredible songs. So, right. Uh, what? On oh, my bad. No. No. You can go. What you watching right now? Like what kind? Of, what kind of shit you be watching? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I feel like my shit's boring. Uh, uh, you guys ever see Better Call Saul? 
Uh, I never it? watched uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, damn. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I never I'm watched. bored. Everybody, I've never like, watched Breaking Bad. I feel like bro. a lot of people watch Breaking Bad. I know, but and a lot of people watch Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul or whatever. Better Call Saul is the most... At least the first like three seasons, so dry and so boring, but I loved it because I'm a writer, <laughs> so like I like dialogue and right. Yeah, it's literally just a bunch of lawyers talking lawyer lingo. My girlfriend's stepdad loves this shit. It's so good, but then because Breaking Bad is all about violence and drug selling, right? And, drama, yeah. right? So Better Call Saul starts off as this like lighthearted drama, and it's it takes place before Breaking Bad, so it mm. like now it's at its last and final season, right? Um, and now it feels like Breaking Bad. Like, motherfuckers are getting killed. Damn. Shit, it's getting nuts. I'm, like, obsessed that, with that's, the show. Damn, for real? <laughs> what, what else you watching? Um, I'm in the middle of Atlanta right now. Uh, what, what season? You're the, in the, the... The current one. What is your opinion? It's a little weird right now. I'm not it's, fucking with it. It's, I, it's I hard for me it. to get... I didn't I've like been it. watching, like, one... It's already finished, too, and I've been watching, like, one episode a week. Yeah. It's mm. very weird. I This has been the worst season. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been able to finish it. I think... It feels very lazy. Does it? Yes. I want to say lazy. I, I. It was just more... Just really out there for me. That's fine. I don't mind the out there. I like that from Atlanta. But I feel like to have not dropped anything since 2018. Mm-hmm. Y'all have had four years. Yeah. And yeah. in four years, this was That's the best you could give us. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I got to finish it. Like I like the weird shit. Like you know, season two, um, the Teddy Perkins episode. Yeah, nigga, that shit was weird as fuck, but it was awesome. <sighs> See, I love that. That, shit. <laughs> that was one of the episodes I had to watch once and could never watch again, bro. For like, real, <laughs> but but that's a good thing. Like it made you uncomfortable. Yeah, I it like definitely that. Made me uncomfortable. I like shit. how uncomfortable it made me. I like mm-hmm. shit like that. I feel like this, in trying to be really weird, it ended up being really like basic. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know, like. Yeah. You're talking about this current season? This current season. Mm. And I love Donald Glover. I feel like he is a genius. Season one of Atlanta is one of the best things ever, bro. Mm -hmm. The writing, the comedy, the directing, Mm. everything, one of the best things ever. Season two followed up great, too. But this, it doesn't even feel like Donald Glover even really got in his bag on this one which granted he's been doing a lot of shit yeah. over these last four years niggas doing Star Wars True. nigga Damn. did bro, bro he's been doing yeah. a lot of fucking shit and that's why it took four years for this shit to come out mm. but COVID too COVID yeah. Yeah. Star Wars he was working on um, music there's just a lot of shit so yeah he dropped the album right before like the week of COVID, you remember? Yeah, that? <laughs> I didn't really yeah. like that album that much either. Though. Really, I wasn't. A I think I think it, it was just the vibes of the time, or whatever. Three, huh? three, fifteen, three, yeah. whatever. Fucking that's yeah. that. That shit was a little bit underrated. Uh, I, I, I didn't wasn't crazy good for me, but it definitely. I remember when it first came out, I was like, all right, this shit is getting me through being at home. Right I now. feel that, I feel but that. the problem for me is I'm a really big Childish Gambino fan. Like I okay. love Childish Gambino, yeah, and incredible. I love him rapping. Yeah. He is one of the best rappers, bro. Like, I, I, I ain't, ain't too much debate on that. Yeah. So I do like his more singing, pop soul, all that shit. Mm. But I want the here. camp. I want right. because the internet. You know I what know. I'm saying? And that you I got, want the royalty. Right, I don't know. Can, I'm kind of a mixture type guy. Like late nights and Kawhi was like. Oh, Kawhi, love Kawhi. Love like I like when he. Kawhi's my favorite album stuff from with him. his rapping. 
but Awaken My Love was good, oh, but see, it wasn't bro. him, bro. Oh, That's not what I want, bro. Oh, That's not what see, I want. I'm a, all right, I get what you mean. You know what I'm saying? But Awaken though? My Love was. It was when I good, heard but... that, I was like, rappers need to start doing this more. Because like, <laughs> here's the thing, right? Like, with, uh, uh, for example, track nine on my album, this dude named Rich from the Pole. Mm-hmm. I specifically wanted, because he doesn't have any beats, at least to the public, he doesn't have any beats that he's on that are like boom bap beats. Right. And a lot of rappers are only on like trap style beats. Right. Yeah. They're not, they're not like getting, trying different things. Mm-hmm. So when I first um, started recording dudes, I'm like, I want like a trap rapper to be, not necessarily on a boom bap beat, but I want it to be on just like a soul loop. Right. Just a, a beat with no drums. Right. Because yeah. um, those are my favorite beats. Like the, uh, I don't know if you guys listen to like Griselda and stuff. Or, yeah. Um, like they just have a lot of Shut beats that are just loops. Yeah. Um, so like I just think people just need to start doing more with music. You don't have to stay in this one box. Like this whole argument right now, like trap is dying. I don't think it's dying. It's not. Dying. It's not dying. Who says trap is I'm dying. Like, it's not. Uh, dying. The right, see everybody has a different side of Twitter. Everybody has a different side of like media they say, look at. Trap is not dying. No way. Trap is the everybody biggest has it's a ever different been. side. Everybody has a different side of media. They look what would at. they think Every- is taking over over trap right now? I don't know. Trap is number know. one that right now. That's the biggest I, one right is, now. This is the <laughs> argument that other motherfuckers make. Right. I don't think trap is dying. Right. I think I think it's different now. I don't think it yeah. is as. Um, I think it's just becoming typical for rap, and I think that's what is concerning about trap music. It's just like, but yeah, no, I don't think trap is dying. I feel like, I feel like it's it's popular as hell now. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's extremely popular. Now. Yeah. I wish. Um, I think. I think the sound is just a little bit different. Like, yeah, you listen to like southern trap. Like, I because I've been trying to like make uh, more trap beats, but I've like, I like slower, more just like groovier things. Right. Um, yeah. So like, uh, you guys like listen to Little Brother? No, but Little that's Brother a cool dropped, Little Brother dropped the trap album a couple years ago. I, I believe in like 2018 something like that and it was just just that dirty like Memphis trap shit that right yeah that's like the type of trap I like enjoy like T.I. type shit yeah and you could ask most of my counterparts like I was very critical of music up until I got into college right um, cause I was just only listening to music in like my bedroom or just like in the car like I wasn't right. at parties or anything right facts yeah right and I'm not be honest like people are not trying to hear uh like Benny the Butcher at a party, right? <laughs> no, for real. Right? That's I, a fact. Right? Sure. I I would love to hear Benny the Butcher Hell at a yeah, party. I yeah. wish more songs like that, but that's not what people want to hear at parties and stuff. So right. there's a time like there's a time and place for everything. I I like I like I, I'm very open to most things now. Who's the mainstream would... artist that you think is just complete trash? Ooh, see that's the other thing too because I don't even. I mean, like you could say like six nine. Like yeah, he's I don't think he's that great. Uh, I don't know he, how he got some hit. He got some heaters, bro. I'll be, I'll be honest. He though. got some heaters, bro. Back, back in the, when he yeah. first came out, we not gonna pretend we, like he yeah. got some heaters. We was at the shit. <laughs> yeah, I will. Niggas, if he, like, he got yeah, the stiffy. Okay. Maybe that's not a good example. Maybe that's not a good example. He do I got mean, a right lot of ass though. too, though. But he he got some heaters. Yeah, right now I'm not really listening to the whole lot of six nine. I, I don't mean, know me who either. Is. I don't think anyone is. Yeah, nah. Yeah, trash is a also like vague to me too, because like I feel like every artist. And I, I don't 
I try to go out of my way to listen to most things, but I really don't have. I, I this is bad to say, but I just feel like I don't have as much time as I used to to just lay down music. Just have yeah, time to I listen to that. music anymore. Yeah. No, for sure. So like, when I, I say trash, I mean like if you riding in the car, you get your man's the ox. They play this shit, and you go, "Hey, bro, turn, turn this off. shit off, bro." Mm. What what's some turn this shit off music? Because I'm going to keep it a stack. This unpopular opinion, listeners, y'all know. Uh, if you play some Playboy Cardi in my car, wow. chances are I'm going to tell you to turn that shit See, off. I fuck with Playboy, not all of his shit. He's okay. But I, I fuck with you throwing Playboy in the car. That's, that's definitely some Chances fun. are I'm going to tell you to turn that shit off. But I was at Summer Smash this weekend, and Playboy Cardi was up there. He killed this shit. That set was He killed insane. his set. I'll say that too. I really... It wasn't until I saw Playboy Cardi live where I was like, okay, I think I get it a little bit better. Yeah, I definitely. Like, I still like this music, more. but I saw him live and I'm like, okay, this. Yeah, he killed it live. Now, don't get me wrong, everybody sounds better live. Oh, true. Um, let me take that back. Most people sound better live, so he did murder that shit. Because there was even a song where I asked my homie, I was like, hey, bro. This shit normally sound as good? Like, this song right here, like, yeah. is this shit normally hitting like this? And they were like, yeah, I and played it, and it wasn't. But I played that shit in the whip. It wasn't hitting. But yeah. even still. Experience is different. For sure. Yeah. And being at a live show definitely hits a little bit different. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know about trash, because I don't listen to trash music. I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know who, who's doing it right now. Um, but I also... Mainstream music isn't like necessarily like what uh, my forte. Like I don't Facts. go out of my way anymore to see yeah. what is coming out, who's about to drop. For sure. Um, so that's why I feel like I don't have an answer for that. Like who's trash and who's not trash? Because I the majority of music I listen to now are records. That's like, what's up. If I have time to hear music, I, I'm trying to listen to records because that's where I'm. Getting my ideas. Sampling shit from. Mm-hmm. That's raw as fuck. Who's your favorite rapper of all time? Um, Biggie. That's a boring answer. Hands down, that's too, that's too easy. It is too easy. Yeah. That's, it's always my yeah. go-to. I give everything to Biggie. Um, I really don't think like if I if if I ever got a Biggie verse in any of my beats, that'd be incredible. I hope there's like some like stock. Right, probably there. not, but I mean, no, I think Ty- uh, Tiger just dropped a song with Biggie. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like they still got Tiger just dropped a song with yes. oh, that so is a wild ass, collab. So that shit yeah. sound that, that sounds right like this. <laughs> 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 Tiger, bro, Tiger is not lit, bro. No, I, I can't fuck with Tiger, man. Man, I was like, he put him on a trap. This like tropical trap beat. Oh, ah, oh, no, that's not like summertime in the sun song and Biggie. Nah, I don't see Biggie on that. Damn, right. That's so know. disappointing. That sucks. That's so disappointing. Who gave? Him I was about to say who gave him the clearance for that. That's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. Who wanted the Biggie verse? That's who got it. That's disappointing oh as gosh, hell. That's crazy. Yeah, I think it was Tiger. Somebody just dropped some shit with with Biggie and blew the fuck out of him. Yeah, no, Tiger, not the one. Mm. Like I look back in 2011, maybe with yeah. snapbacks and tattoos, but now. I can't really fuck with Tiger like that. Um, His shit not hidden. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely rappers now. Like, I, I, I haven't fucked with a lot of Eminem shit recently. Yeah, me and, I mean, like, I was listening to Eminem today. Like, I love Eminem. I would have to go back and listen to some older shit. His, like, age, his shit does not age well, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> From middle school. <clears throat> there's a lot of rappers that I fucked with in middle school. They shit just, like, not yeah, aging like, well. Uh, I, like, uh, Goblin. 
and like Odd Future tape, like those Tyler's shits, like those were all shits I bumped heavy in middle school, right? School, but now it's like, damn, I can't. It's not necessarily the content too, because I am a person that, to a certain extent, you can, you should have some free will to say certain things for on, sure. On a track. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's definitely some shit on there that just did not. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. As far as like you know, I don't want to get into the whole details because I feel like now nah, we grow and move past that type of shit. Because I mean, remember all the Tyler said a lot of homophobic shit, but Tyler's yeah. gay, so yeah. I, you know it's kind of like. So that's the other thing though too. Can we? It, I feel like I don't know. I feel like sometimes sexuality just needs to be replaced in music even though i think it is important it, it it definitely is important because your music is an expression of you so obviously sexuality is an expression of you but at the right. same time i think when you put things that when you when you label your when you label yourself like that when you put those things out in the air it's just like it just stirs up debate stirs up controversy and like to me it was like all right yeah he came out but his most recent album, like, and he was talking about fucking guys for yeah. like, a couple of years. Like, like what does that change? Yeah. yeah. His most recent album, he's talking about fucking chicks. So, is he gay? Is he bi? I don't really care. And that's why, like, right. yeah. like why does it, why does it even matter? Like, he's, when he came out as gay, I'm like, that's dope. When is the album dropping? Right, like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> I, that's, that's how I felt about um, Lil Nas. I really fucked with Old Town Row a lot. And I just like Lil Nas' personality. He came out as gay. And it kind of, like, everybody was like, ha, ah. And I was like, Cool. Can this nigga drop some more music, bro? Like, bro, because that Montero shit, hard. Yeah. Yeah. Fire, bro. And like, keep it as that, I don't give a fuck if it's gay or not. Mm -hmm. I'll be in the car singing about liking boys, nigga. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just music. All the songs on there were just heat. Yeah. I was, what, Channel Orange in high school was like, like, can't go to sleep without hearing that album. Right. (laughs) Heat. You know, I think it definitely is important, especially for like, uh, younger generations that uh, that maybe don't feel as comfortable to come out and to see like someone like Tyler. Yeah, the representation. Frank, yeah, the representation does matter for I, sure. I, I do think that matters. I just don't think it should be the focus of like like because like some people like didn't fuck with Tyler after that, and that's like stupid to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people, I don't know. I, I see what you mean for sure. When you, I just feel like nowadays people just look too far into it, and they you shouldn't let that affect anything. It shouldn't make you like it less. It shouldn't make you like it more. Like sexuality is sexuality, and I feel like it's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal to an extent, but. It shouldn't change your opinion on anything. You no. shouldn't be like, I don't want to listen to this Tyler album because it's gay. Right. Or, you know you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that's lame as fuck. Yeah, and I uh, I think with the rap community, too, or even just, like, the black community, it's very homophobic at times. It can be. Yeah. Especially yeah. with rap. I mean, yeah. Like, Tyler was homophobic in his stuff, <laughs> then, you know? Right. So, um, I, I'm glad, like, because you got, like, guys like West Side Gun. Right. Um... Who is like this hardcore gangster? Like, Facts. I don't know what he's done in his life, but um, uh, he tells you he yeah, tells you a lot in the tracks. Right. He he perpetuates <laughs> that he's like uh, a gangster. So to see him work with someone like Tyler, who like 
like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you, a lot of guys would, would not do that. Right. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know 50 Cent personally. I don't know what his beliefs are, but uh, I don't see him working with an openly gay rapper. Right. Yeah, the time get Richard Die Trying. Right, for sure. Um, or any, a lot of rappers during that time. I don't know it, who... Who were openly gay rappers in the 2000s? There weren't. There weren't any. I don't. Who is the first openly gay rapper? So, I honestly like. (laughs) like, I don't know. And she's fire, bro. I love Young and Mad. Crazy. She needs to make more stuff, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, serious. Like, I'm actually like a big Young and May fan. Like, Mm -hmm. she was supposed to be at Summer Smash last year, 2021, and I'm like, true ass story. They told us that she wasn't coming. I got the little update on my phone. I fell to my knees, bro. <laughs> Nigga, I was in the, I was uh, like, fuck, no, uh, bro. I was so crazy. hyped to hear that Young and May, bro. Oh, man. I'm a Young and May fan for real. Who's I fucked with Young and May. Who's your, um, who are the top three live performances you've seen? You don't have to tell me festival shows. Top three live performances I've ever seen. Juice World, number one. Man. That nigga shut that shit. Really? Down, bro. That was that was somebody I did not appreciate until after he died. Really? Yeah. I've been I was a Juice World fan before most people were even Juice yeah. World fans. I was at a track meet in high school actually, and one of his homies did track, mm-hmm. and we were competing uh, against his school. And he showed me Juice World song back when he was still Juice the Kid, Damn. and I showed him. Um, do you know Karyon? He went to high school with mm-hmm. us. He makes music. Um, I showed him Karyon, and I had been listening to Juice World since then. Yeah. And then. I actually discovered Juice World again in college, and I didn't realize that Juice World and Juice the Kid were the same person. And I mm. put it together like that's crazy, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I've been fucking with this nigga for a long time." Yeah. So I fuck with Juice World heavy, but he's number one live performer. Juice shut that shit down. I saw him twice, and he killed it both times. Um, Chance the Rapper Chance could put on a good is show. an amazing live performer. I think I've seen him. I- Three times now? Yeah, Chance was another one like that because Chance used to hand out CDs outside of Opera. Yeah. yeah. And I will never forget this shit. I remember him handing out like 10 day CDs. Yeah. Like, niggas was taking that shit. Right. And like, <laughs> I'll be honest, I was like, damn. Must be must be tough handing us. Sucks to be you, like, my nigga. You know, like a year later, it's like, wait a minute, that was that nigga that was like, <laughs> right. Goofy? He was like shouting out. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. stupid ass. I probably should. <laughs> Let's hang out. Um, so nah, yeah, that was that was definitely not wise to say, but people. Yeah, hell yeah. People, that was how people hustle back then. That shit's yeah. raw. Um, so chance is definitely up there. Um, and three. Probably Famous Dex. Famous Dex? Mm. Bro, that nigga can fucking perform, Where, where'd bro. Where'd you see him at? Uh, I've seen him three times now, actually. I saw him once. He opened up for Ugly God at an Ugly God show. Okay. Um, I saw him at Summer Smash in 2019. I love Ugly God. Yeah. Uh, he's oh, He was at Summer Smash 2019, and I just saw him this past weekend. Mm. This past weekend, he didn't do as good as normal, but the other two times I saw him, bro... I kid you not. I love telling this story. The other two times I saw him, that nigga walks out on the stage, you know, 
like a regular nigga. Yeah. Takes all his clothes off. Like I'm, naked? He has underwear oh, on. Okay. He takes his shoes. <laughs> like, he throws true. his shoes into the crowd. He throws his shirt, his pants, and then he just walks across and just picks up random clothing items. Like, niggas will just, like, throw a sweater on the stage. <laughs> and Dex will just be rapping. He'll just That's pick up a sweater and he'll throw it on. And just get, like, niggas will throw some sunglasses. He'll pick some sunglasses up, rap for a little bit with them glasses, throw the gla- glasses into the crowd. That's and, like, unique. the energy when the niggas doing it, I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking insane. Damn. This That's weekend, weird. he didn't do he as good a job. He kept his clothes on the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Did he? he? Nah, he, he said he was gonna. <laughs> he was like, hey, bro, y'all about to make me take my uh, pants yeah, off in this yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he didn't. And I, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what do we do? <laughs> I was like, nigga, what you mean? But yeah, nah, he didn't, he didn't go as crazy. He did shut the shit down, though. But Chance and Juice, great. If y'all get a chance to see those... Check him out. Check them out. Like, well, I guess you'll never see Juice perform. But Chance, crazy ass performer, bro. Worst performer I've ever seen was uh Cordado. That nigga sucked. Really? That nigga sucked. Yeah, that see, like, that's the other thing. Like, you asked me who's trash. I feel like a year ago, not a year ago, a couple of years ago, I would have been like Cordae's trash just because I don't listen to him. Right. Yeah. And I don't listen to him. But if I ran through his album, I could probably get through his album. This shit nice. But like No, he can rap. I just don't, it's just not for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of people mix up. Like not for me for trash, right? Too. Yeah, and I also think this was, it was this. I had a conversation with my friend Jack about this too. Like, it's not necessarily, and I think it took me this long because I'm a beat maker now, right? It's not necessarily the rapper. It's sometimes just the beat, like the beat. True shit. Like True. sometimes, and I want to hear certain things. I want to hear a certain rapper on this specific beat. Right. And they don't do that, so for sure. Um, like. <laughs> I, there's this thing on Twitter because like my my whole side of Twitter is just like boom bat people, right? Uh, just grimy producers. So like they made this joke about Drake. Like Drake's giving everybody, <laughs> Drake's giving all these versatile albums except for like a boom bat album. We're like, you know, facts. Yeah. So it's like, when are we gonna get that? Um, he can do it too. He can definitely do it. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, a Drake dropped yeah. some shit. Like he can that do that. Today. He can do that I, for sure. I love Drake. I love listening to. Drake. What you think, think? Honestly, never mind. I ain't, I ain't run through it yet, but um, I don't think it's gonna be as bad as everybody's saying it to be. I, I per like I think he should have maybe worked with like a verse, like more versatile, different types of house producers. Because uh, I, to my understanding, it is mainly a house album. It is mainly a house yeah. album. I think after thinking about it a little bit more, I think it was stupid for him to drop a just house album. Really? Yes. Why? Because has Drake ever dropped? A just rapping album or just R and B album or yeah. just has Drake ever dropped a just one thing album before? Yeah. yeah. I, like, and I feel like people wouldn't have complained if I wouldn't have, I complained. I wouldn't have complained if maybe it was like six house songs yeah. and three R and B songs, three rap songs. But I'm not trying to listen to all if Drake would have dropped a completely R and B album, let me take that back because that shit would be gas. I think he but <laughs> he should have dropped. Uh, what was the last album he dropped? Uh, CLB. Yeah, I think he should have dropped that now. I feel like that. Cause I, I didn't like, like he, CLB that much. I'm but be I feel like for the <laughs> summer though, like <laughs> oh yeah, for sure like, was dropped. Hell yeah, a decent time last uh, time, I feel like too sexy. I feel like if yeah. that shit came yeah. out right. Now, oh like, yeah, for summer, sure. Yeah. You would hear every that car is some playing, summer shit, right? That shit came out in like November, and I remember being yeah. at, like a show in November. Is what it's playing. It was lit. But it's like, it's November. Right, like, this oh, ain't yeah. the time it for it. It felt like he dropped this shit, because I feel like if people were still bumping his last album, like, 
because I don't hear anybody talking about Drake shit anymore. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I feel like the he crazy just had shit to drop it right before summer, get his radio shit going. That would have been the time. I feel like Drake is really good at giving us like summer albums and summer yeah. vibes, and this wasn't the summer vibe people were looking for. Um, Everybody gonna be in the fucking bars, clubs. It's gonna be planned. I already know. I mean, he's Drake. Yeah, I already know that shit's gonna be decent at like a like. Regardless of what song it is, no one's gonna turn that off on a hot day in the summer. I mean, it's Drake. Yeah, Yeah. nobody's gonna turn Drake off nine times out of ten. It's Drake. Who's gonna turn (laughs) Drake off? It's he. He's incredible. I think he shouldn't get as much. I mean, everybody does. He shouldn't get as much shit talked to him as he does. Oh, for sure. I think he is a tries to be as genuine with his music as he can. I don't think so so much anymore. Really? To me, Drake nowadays. Is McDonald's really? And let's keep it a stack. McDonald's gonna slap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That quarter yeah. pounder with cheese is gonna go crazy. Like the fries is gonna go crazy when you want it, but it's not. McDonald's will never be your grandma's cooking. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Like, and they each have their time and place. But I feel like Drake used to be a home cooked meal. Yeah. And now he's McDonald's. Yeah, I see why you could say that. I just think. When you say things like that, it's hard to be mad when he drops an entire house album. Cause it's like, That's what I was thinking. I was like, if he's... That house album was Arby's, though. <laughs> <laughs> that house album was Arby's. I'm saying he should have had, like, Catronada or, like, Knowledge. Had, like, some different, like, just, like... I just feel like the mainstream house music isn't as good as the underground stuff right now. And I don't mm. listen to too much house, but I do listen to some house producers that I like personally and right um I think he he could have just definitely had different sounds on there I've only ran, I've only ran through like the first like five or six tracks just like cleaning right. up. it's cleaning the house music I was cleaning the house <laughs> to it um uh, I, I don't think it's bad I don't think I think people need to stop also it bugs me too because like if some fucker was like Kenny Black needs to start making these beats. I would not do that shit. I'd be like, you got me <laughs> fucked up. I want to make what I want to make. And if I feel like making a house album, I'm going to make a house album. I'm make, right. Like, people tell me all the time, bro, bro, ain't nobody trying to hear beat tapes with 20 tracks. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. That's right. not really what my... I wouldn't be doing this if I cared so much about what other people thought. Because it, it, I do, to a certain extent, I do care about feedback, especially constructive criticism but for like, sure for example like this cover that i was using i was going back and forth back and forth with this cover because everybody it was people in my circle saying like oh, i don't i don't fuck with the yellow too much i don't know about the the shade i definitely changed some stuff up right but it got to a point where i really liked it and people were still telling me they didn't like it and right. i was like All right, you're well, not gonna appease everybody yeah, you know? right yeah for sure so i was like fuck that i Appreciate it, but like I actually like I'm, the I'm yellow, just, you know, and I like it. Yeah, I like the yellow, right? I like the it. black and white with the yellow together. Is, yeah, that's fine. I liked it. It was always the vision to have a black and white cover and uh, have the have the title in like bold, uh, colorful font. So, um, what the fuck other color would you have used for that? We tried out some different shit. We tried out. Uh, at first, it was just all blue. No. Then we yeah. had. Uh, I had actually did a whole like. We like I I wrote out the whole thing in my own handwriting. That could be cool. Yeah, it was, it was okay, but it, yeah. it just wasn't fitting with the scanning and everything that we had. So yeah. uh, it's actually it's not even a font. That's actually my my friend drew that. That's dope. So everything on the cover is him, the Kenny Black presents. Black. That's him drawing 
That's hard. That's awesome. I fucked with that. Thing. Yeah. That's where I was fucked, See, man. I wanted to keep it as authentic as possible. Like, my um, homie Molly Ryan, she graduated with me. She took the photos. My my friend um, from band in high school, he mixed the whole album, Will Gilmore. Where? Two. Oh, yeah. Actually, he was on the track team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I tried to keep it as close to home as possible. I didn't really want to, like, reach out to some random person. Hey, can you take these pictures? Right. Um, yeah. So... That's dope as fuck, cool. man. That's cool, bro. I like how authentic and honest your shit is, man. That shit is awesome. It is a very honest album. I I frame these beats to rappers like, yo, I want you not necessarily to talk about this, but like you need to get in a mindset where like you're not trying to rep it out. Right. Because like a lot of times rappers hear beats and they just want to try to rep out a verse. It's like I need you to Take some time with this. Go home, listen to it, and it doesn't have to be a sad verse. It doesn't have to be a, a verse. I, I didn't have a specific idea for these verses. It was more just like, just put some time into it. Right, like, for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, and I, every single one of these beats, it was given, and I didn't get a verse back until a month, two, three months later. That's fire. Um, it means that they actually did some shit to it, and they actually sat with it. Yeah, like... Um, like, uh, like Def C, uh, his verses are so crisp, and he just comes with like a different vocabulary when it when when he when he writes. Um, so, or someone like, um, like Rich Rich the Pole, he really went out of his comfort zone when he heard his beat. Right, when he heard that beat. Um, who's your number one? Uh, Who's the person that you want on one of your beats the most? If you had your pick and you get any living person on one of your beats, <laughs> who would you pick? Um, that's a big one. There's a lot. I really, I can I give a couple? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a dream, but a hundred percent, I would love to have at least one track with Kendrick. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, that's awesome. Like, that's always like been a thing, right? Um, Kung Fu Kenny and Kenny Black, right, yeah. Um, love to produce for West Side Gun. That would be raw as fuck. Um, is he your favorite in uh, Griselda? A hundred percent. Tweaking. Yeah, I, it's, it's Benny, not, bro. It's Benny. Um, no, nah, it's definitely West Side. You bugging? But I, I, it's I mean, yeah, Benny's definitely like the most, the best. One. He's um, the best. Yeah. I don't even think he's the best rapper. I think you tweak Griselda's Boldy James is the best rapper all out of all of them. Tweaking. I feel like they would say that too, but. Um, I would love the producer Boldy James, Earl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Danny Brown. Like that's if I ever get beats with if I ever get a beat with Danny Brown, I might retire. But I just feel like, damn, I did it. Like that's that's that's, that's, that's the I made it moment. Yeah, that's that's like, raw. That if I ever get some, if I ever get Danny Brown to if I ever collab or even just get to People just shouts me out or something. I'll be like, God damn it, I did it. Like, I, I fucking made <laughs> I it, bro. I did this for you. I mean, this my whole career is off of That's awesome, bro. That's cool shoot. as fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I really appreciate the circle I have now. Uh, like, I want to keep working with these people. My idea is to have an individual tape for each person that's on there. Right. So, at least for each person that's on there now, I, I got at least three plus songs right. in yeah. the vault or like, with someone like seven, we got like twenty. <laughs> right. 
Um, Depending on who you are, shit, a right. tape can be three, four songs. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that. We'll see how that shit goes. I, this tape is just solidifying my name in the rap game to some extent. For sure. Feel that. So I'll be my first. Will always be my first. So. That's awesome as fuck, bro. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I think we can wrap it up here. Tell the people where to find you, uh, where they can get all your information. Yeah, you can um, follow me on Instagram at real.kenny.black. Um, Black Talk comes out next Friday, July 1st, 2022 on all platforms. So, Gang. Yeah, check me out. That's what's up. That's what's up. Thank y'all so much for uh, checking us out. Obviously, if y'all haven't already hit that subscribe button, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, If you're somewhere else, hit the follow button. If you're listening, whatever, leave a comment. And we will catch y'all next time. Thank y'all so much. We out. Peace. That shit was dope, bro.